Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. We got Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, and Captain Rusty rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Patrick taking a break this week. Uh, Well-deserved. I'll go with that for now. Uh, However, Mike the Mariner was not on uh, the show last week after Hurricane Ian. We thought he was just out boating, getting his mind off the storm that came through Central Florida. Uh, We had not heard that there were any issues. Uh, just that he was out boating. But lo and behold, since the last show, we found out that that wasn't necessarily the case. And uh, Mike is with us to fill in the blanks because uh, the hurricane did a number on your area there in uh, at the Sanford Marina in uh, Central Florida. Is that right, Mike? Boy, it sure did. Um, in fact, uh, there's been lots of national news coverage of it as well. The, uh, the St. John's River reached... Uh, record level floods um actually uh in recorded history yeah uh, up to almost nine feet above mean wow which is uh crazy i you um, know it's, it's weird it's, I, I that escaped my radar i did not see this and i was trying to monitor as much news as possible but i did not hear uh that even monitoring the local orlando stations or what because i right. guess there were so many hot spots it was very isolated but you know, the places where we had flooding, for instance, in Orlando, uh, I mean, it was pretty bad, <laughs> it was really bad. But I didn't hear anything about uh, Sanford. And then I saw the pictures right. that you texted the group this week. And I'm like, what? What happened? Why? How did we How did we miss this? So, exactly. you know, there was flooding all throughout Florida. But in Orlando, that was the main uh, event. Sanford, kind of like a suburb of Orlando, just uh, keep everybody in check there. But your boat. Uh, is, uh, you know, you have a marina there at the lake, and uh, I thought it was fine, but you're saying the flooding actually was so bad from St. John's, it flooded out the river and the waterfront and downtown Sanford somewhat. Is that right? Yes, and it's uh, still flooded. Actually, uh, Lake Monroe is part of the St. John's River, and the entire upper St. John's River is flooded all the way up to um, Lake uh, Lake Harney, even beyond that, Puzzle Lake. Hmm. So all of that, and the St. John's River flows north, and it's uh, classified as a lazy river. There are no locks. Uh, there are no dams. Um, and and the river from where I am, which is 138 miles by river to Jacksonville, um, only has about a 12-foot fall. So there's no place for the water to go. Hmm. And the water is all the way up into downtown Sanford. Uh, the Civic Center has water in it. Wow. Um, it's, it's touching city hall. Um, and the, the Marina Island, which is where our Marina is, is almost completely underwater. The parking lots under about a foot of water and the floating docks are, um, they're floating (laughs) much higher than usual. They they are, they're, they're (laughs) floating. Yeah. I had to move my boat. I moved my boat the Sunday before the hurricane hit because yeah. I had three feet between the top of the boat and the roof of the uh, the covered slip that I'm in. Yeah. 
and and now I'm about three feet taller than the building. Wow! I'm, so you I'm moved down. it out what and anchored out in the lake somewhere, or where where did you go with your vessel? No, I just moved it down to the end of the dock where there is no cover. Oh, I gotcha. So, but your boat so is fine. It, it did okay, but the docks uh, raised up tremendously. There was some damage to some other vessels, I guess. I assume, or the dock itself, or what? Yeah, several, yeah. One dock on the on the uh, west basin is completely destroyed. Mm. Um, my dock, my slip, uh, got damaged actually by my boat. I double lined everything and I put the boat forward in the slip, but the lines stretched so much with the sixty five mile an hour sustained winds that we received that the stern of my boat actually hit the dock and and damaged the dock. But there's no damage to the boat. Well, that's um, good. But yeah, the dock no can power, be rebuilt. No but we, mm-hmm. uh, our boats, we don't want those to be hurt. So at least, <laughs> exactly. uh, were, were there other boats? So some of your friends got uh, hammered or what? Yeah. So when all this was happening, a bunch of us from the marina went up and helped the marina staff move some boats around. Uh, there was a 60-foot houseboat that I actually helped uh, move to the fuel dock uh, during the high winds. We yeah. had the uh, the marina tender help uh, keep us steady. But um there were probably two or three boats that sank, mm. multiple boats damaged to varying degrees. I was lucky. Yeah. Uh, my boat didn't sustain any damage, but uh, there's no power and water in the marina now, uh, probably for a few weeks. Wow. So I go there every uh, every several days and run the generator for a while. Um, Just to keep but, the uh, boat in check, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And and they're saying that uh, the the river will be above flood stage through Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What do you think about that, Barry? I'm trying to figure out, does this river just end in Jacksonville or does it empty out somewhere? Well, Jacksonville is on the coast. It probably em- empties out into the ocean. Well, what do you think? It, 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 it does. It, 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 the St. John's River starts down by Melbourne and then flows north through the center of the state and then empties into the Atlantic at Jacksonville. That's where Mayport Naval Air Station, or Naval uh, Base is. Well, that's also where Rusty is. So, you know, uh, Ian kind of went worked its way up through Fort Myers and through the inner areas of of Central Florida, Orlando, Sanford, and actually went out through uh, Jacksonville. Did you have flooding there too, Rusty? Or do it, you know? Not, not, not as bad as it was before. It got up to the door. Yeah. of the marina and that's where it stopped at so the parking lot was flooded but no damage at all to the boats or the marina yeah uh in that area daytona or daytona location it we're not on the water there but it blew out of we have big windows so it blew out the windows yeah but that was the only damage not uh, orlando and that area got it much worse than we did well i mean it, it's all receded it and just hung around like it has for uh, Mike the Mariner. It sounds no, like, right? it, it's still higher than higher than normal, but yeah. it's nothing like what he's dealing with there. Right. Well, Mike, what lessons have you learned from this storm? I mean, I would imagine this was a pretty uh, you know crazy event on, on a personal level. Did you learn anything mm-hmm. about you know how to prepare for the next storm that comes our way, as far as your boat is concerned, or or what? You're still processing, well, I mean, that, maybe. I guess. I guess the the, the one thing is, uh, I would have shortened my springs a little bit on, yeah. <laughs> you know, so the stern wouldn't have hit. I, I mean, yeah. I, I thought I was good. I put the boat uh, three feet off the dock and 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 tightened the lines very very taut, but right. they stretched like crazy. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it, even with double lines. Yeah, um, Barry, what do you think about weighs- that? When when we um go diving, one of the things they teach you is to take your BC and get it wet. Before you put it on the tank, because those 
It makes uh, it looser. Straps. Well, it makes it loose, but the straps stretch a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they say if you get them wet ahead of time and then tighten them down, they stay tight. So perhaps get the lines wet when you're tying them down and then tie them down at that time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That might have helped a little, but... uh you know, I mean, uh, that's what you got to figure out right now. That's why you're still uh, processing that, I assume, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, there were several boats that got damaged uh, just because they did, they made mistakes. There was a yeah. boat uh, that had twin outboards, and he left his motors up, and his boat banged into the dock as well, and he totally destroyed his lower units. Mm. Um, so he's he's got an insurance claim coming. Yeah. Um, but for the most part... Um, most of the boats on Sea Dock were, were uh, they survived. Some had some canvas damage and things like that. But there's three major marinas in our area that are all underwater. Wow. Um, Sanford Boat Sanford Boat Works is completely uninhabitable. Hmm. The boats are are not even. Um, you, you can't even get to the boats. Yeah. Well, um, are, are the people there? Um, you know, the other boat owners in the area are they a little annoyed? Uh, especially when you say that the water isn't supposed to recede until like november or thanksgiving or something i mean or did they see this coming like well yeah, that's there's just nothing really anybody can do about that yeah. yeah i mean but it wasn't expected to nobody do this. saw this coming yeah that's no, what nobody saw this coming yeah it was just so much rain and just too much water yeah, well, came down at once i guess right mm-hmm. yeah, i was a little cat boat yeah i had that uh, stored over at a friend's house it's fine in yeah. fact we're going to use it to access uh, a friend's boat at that other marina i was telling oh, you about well you're gonna go bar hopping down uh, downtown sanford on it aren't you uh, <laughs> yeah you could have okay. uh, gone over to fort myers yeah. and saved some people bad there. joke bad joke more coming yeah. up on the world of boating stay close Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explore in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. 
put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Oh my God, Brian, this ship, it's it's unbelievable. It's even more magnificent than I imagined. Wrote a note, send me back in a minute. Bought a boat and I sailed off in it Don't think anybody's gonna miss me anyway I know this thing's gonna sink, but I'm having a good time Come on in the water's nice, find yourself a little slice Grab a backpack and lines you never know until you try There! Jump onto that mooring rope! When you lose yourself We have to get on that ship! You find the key to paradise This is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, Captain Rusty rounding out the crew all right, we have some uh, leftover Hurricane Ian news to share. Mike, uh, out of the crew, he uh, suffered the most. We didn't realize it until this past <laughs> week. It's been a while, but uh, we just figured he was out enjoying his boat and didn't have time for us. And lo and behold, we find out that his whole marina has pretty much been sunk. Well, it hadn't sunk. It's <laughs> just been damaged and uh, probably out of commission. Right? Are they even saying when you can use the marina? uh at all or, or i mean can you anchor up next to it or whatever or tie off to it as we speak or well, no well the floating docks are there they yeah. really don't want anybody there that is not supposed to be there um yeah. you can go check your boat there are a couple of liveaboards that are still there but they, they don't have power and water they right. turn the water on i think uh for an hour a day uh but the power is going to be off uh, potentially for weeks because they're talking about letting the water go all the way down to seven feet and right now it's at 8.8 feet hmm. and it's uh it's weeks before it'll yeah. get down to seven so uh, you still have your boat uh, tied up to those floating docks mm-hmm. yeah okay. and it's fine and it's fine as long as it's uh you know, at that dock, I can't take it anywhere. They really don't want any boats on the river, but I did see some really weird things. Yeah. Um, that you typically don't see in the marina. Like there was a, a big log floating through the marina the other day with about five turtles on it. And then right <laughs> behind that, there was yeah. an alligator swimming up the street. Ah, that, there uh, you go. That goes down the lakefront. Yeah, we're going to hear <laughs> yeah. more of those type of stories over the next few weeks. Yeah. I have I have no doubt about it because, yeah, uh, there's already some YouTube videos out there. But, yeah, the the gators yeah. have a tendency to to scatter after a storm like this, and especially, especially in those weird flood zones that there's never been flooding before. It'll, it, it's amazing, the marine life or just the animal life that you'll see uh, pop out of, you know, it's like, wait, we've never seen this. But, I mean, even in our neighborhood, right. we had a giant old uh, bullfrog. I mean, the thing was like three feet long. <laughs> And I was like, what yeah. is going in, in the street? You know, it was wild. Yeah. What, what do you think about that, Barry? Well, I, I had another thing about a question about um, insurance. Uh, when I bought Surprise, I originally bought a policy that not only took care of the thing that I was fearful most of is uh, having a gas gasoline leak and then getting charged by the EPA for the hundreds of thousands of dollars that they could charge you for. Hmm. But I also had purchased an agreed upon value for the boat if something destroyed it right uh, 
Which now, is pretty that, tough in your case. It's a 17-foot uh, Triumph that's made out of, like, recycled milk bottles. Milk. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. like, it's indestructible. I mean, their well, advertisement is they whack it with a baseball bat. You know, right. and it doesn't hurt it. So I don't know why you would even need insurance for, well, as far because, as replacement costs. <laughs> well, it, it could melt. But okay, what happened was that. is that after a certain number of years, they got really expensive with the replacement cost part of it. Yeah. And I just dropped that part. What I have now is just the liability and the stuff with the gasoline and all that. Yeah. What are the people doing that lost these big yachts? Because if my policy I thought was expensive, I can't imagine what a boat is. Yeah, what are, what are you hearing, Mike, from your buddies well, uh, there in Sanford? There's a couple of things I learned, you know, several years ago when I, I bought the first boat that I kept in the water. And, and one thing is preparation and, and documentation of how you're protecting your boat. Um, double lining, uh, getting the boat secure, uh taking photographs of what you did right rather than just leaving the boat there on its own um will will help you with your adjusters because if if they if if the insurance company doesn't feel like you adequately protected your vessel you might have some roadblocks uh, uh right. getting coverage yeah you, you gotta just have some documentation to show at least you tried uh especially yeah, so, if your boat ends up being a total loss or something right. have you so had that case with some of your uh, neighbors are they dealing with adjusters and things like that right now? A, a, a couple will be. I have not uh, heard how that is going. I told you about the boat that damaged the engines because he yeah. left the engines up. That's an example. Mm-hmm. If he had simply lowered his units into the water, load the, the motors into the water, he would never have hit the dock yeah. at all. He but but how would he know dock. that? Would he know that necessarily? Or you think he, he just didn't think about it? Or was it uh, negligence in, in a sense? What do you think? Well, I, I, I know for a fact he did Yeah, well, I know he didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't intentional uh, is what my, yeah. It wasn't like no, negligence no. on his part. It was like, well, I never thought this would happen. And it did. Right. You know, right. and, you know, I, I would, uh, I would hope the insurance adjuster would, wouldn't ding him for that. You don't think that would happen, uh, do you? Or do you know? Well, well I have see. some things written into my policy, um, that if I'm on the coast and there's an approaching named storm, I'm actually supposed to haul my boat out of the water oh. and put it on the hard. And you didn't do but that. But I'm in a hur- Well, no, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in the middle of a state in a hurricane basin. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm okay from that from that standpoint but, okay um, but if you're on the coast uh, that is a requirement of your policy or something is that what you're saying yes it's written okay. in my policy that i'm supposed to haul the boat out of the water got it but uh but you didn't have any damage it, it all worked out pretty well you had an escape plan right. unlike the rest of us you know if he, yes if his house would have blown <laughs> away we probably all we'd be uh hanging with mike the mariner right now on his boat because <laughs> it, it's yeah. a pretty nice ride but but uh, but you're kind of stuck. So you, you're not even allowed to take it out on the water right now. I mean, is that a law or rule suggestion? Are they just telling you that to be nice? Or I mean, if you wanted to take it out, you could take it out, couldn't you? Well, technically, yes. It's uh, the entire St. Johns River is a no wake zone now. Hmm. So all all the way to Jacksonville. Okay. So you you, so, you could take it out and just idle out and just kind of cruise with no wake, so to speak. You could do that. But they, right. I, but they I, have yeah. uh, put the clamps down, it. watching people, and they want them to stay put if they if they would. Is that right? right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rusty. What, what are, about you up there in Jacksonville? I mean, that's where you are today, right? I am. So, uh, are are they having the same type of stuff at all, or are you not? Is this all news to you? Uh, no, I'm not seeing anything like he's seeing. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, we we. Um, 
we're, we're still renting boats. People yeah. are going out. Uh, actually, I was in, you know, I saw people wake surfing yesterday. Okay. So, which is, I remember when we flooded uh, the first time, you know, there was docks floating in the water, like, like you were saying, logs going by. Uh, alligators and stuff like that, but right. we're just we're not seeing any of that sort of thing. Besides, it, ours seems like really high tides at the moment, but yeah. not overly the top. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, the the storm was very uh, strange. How it had isolated pockets of damage in Central Florida. You know, like where we are, where you know World of Boating headquarters. It really didn't phase us at all. It wasn't that bad. We just got a lot of rain, not even that much wind, really, in in perspective to other. Uh, you know, storms that we've had in the past. So it was no big deal, but literally 10 minutes away, you know, there were cars that were literally underwater, you know, in uh, our apartment complexes. So it just happened to be where you were in the flood zone area in that regard. So we talked a little bit about this last week. Are there bargains to be had now after this hurricane? We'll talk to Captain Rusty, who has a boating dealership or two next about it. Stay close. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I love your stuff. What am I? You fool me every time. Well, almost every time. Well, once or twice. Well, once, but it was a good one. Crazy This is the World of Boating. We are your official ship of fools. Uh, making up the crew of myself, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, Captain Rusty at the helm today. I'll, I'll just put him up there whether he likes it or not. He has a couple mm-hmm. dealerships, one in uh, Jacksonville. Well, actually three, right? Is it three there now? There are three. There are mm-hmm. three. We got uh, Jacksonville. We got uh, Daytona Beach and Orlando, right? No, Orange Park. Orange Park. Okay. Well, Right down the road. Uh, close it- enough. Barry? 
You know, people can see him now. When he started out, I think he wore Farmer John outfits on, and now he's in a suit and tie and yes. looking like an executive. Well, he's got dealerships to run. He has to look uh, all business-like, yeah. unlike the rest of us slubs. You don't want to see uh, any of us, for, for that matter. Maybe Rusty's the only one who looks presentable. Uh, maybe Mike. He, he's looking outdoorsy today in his, his uh, Columbia shirt or fishing shirt. Is that what it is? Yeah, he, he's got that. He's got a whole closet full of them. Yeah. Well, it's a typical, you know, captain attire as uh, as he does, and he, he's looking good doing it. But uh, Rusty, once again, has some dealerships. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, and then it got into like a heated exchange as it sometimes does. Uh, with me and Captain Patrick about, uh, you know, are there going to be a glutton of used boats uh, hitting the market that had some hurricane damage that uh, people could take advantage of? And I was just pointing that out, like, yeah, there probably will be. Uh, And, you know, of course, you know, Patrick was like, no, don't do it. Oh, my God, don't do it. And I'm like, well, no, yeah, buyer beware. You probably got to be very, very careful if you try to go down that road and do one of those you know, YouTube refurbishment uh, deals where you find a bargain on some boat that's been left in the backyard for a few years and think that you could fix it up and have the floating vessel of a lifetime. There probably will be a lot more of those available over the next few uh, weeks and months. And, um, you know, my point was, you know, take a look if you're willing to roll the dice. But boy, buyer beware. There's a lot of hidden damage it could happen that uh would you know possibly not be seen by the untrained eye and i put myself in that category but i wouldn't fault anybody for rolling the dice if they feel they want to take on a project it probably will end up like most where they end up going bankrupt (laughs) but you know but it's up to them you know leave it up you know buyer beware but if you want to roll the dice and have some fun and take on a project why not barry well this all came about because jerry the diver guy has been looking for a boat for uh, how many? Ten years now? Well, no, last year or so, yes. And he, yeah. yeah, he texted me and said, "Oh, well, after the hurricane, I'm up here. Get me a deal finally. Get the right price one that I was hoping to spend." Because initially, you know, he said he wanted about a 35 foot liveaboard type vessel, and he had about 20 grand to spend. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, more like two thousand. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. You, you want a raft? Uh, yes. inflatable probably on top of that but barry uh you know I, I don't know you feel kind of the same way right you don't argue uh, with that point like it, if you want it, to roll the butt dice it's up to you right well yeah but patrick is saying that these boats with the kind of damage they may have had there's a lot of hidden stuff that won't show up right away especially right. saltwater damage Saltwater destroys everything. And yeah. I think Rusty will back that up. Well, Rusty, so. tell us. You got a dealership. Are, are you getting an influx of trade ins right now that you have to look at a little closer to make sure they don't have any damage on them like this from a from a storm like Hurricane Ian or no? Uh, we ha- we haven't had any uh at the moment. And yeah. it's gonna take a while for them to sort through them. But I right. will say that on the last one with Ian, we we ended up getting quite a few boats that would show up and you know, it it would even be as obvious where you could open up the engine hatch, look inside, and you see a water line all right. the way around yep, the inside. Yep. You, know, you just knew that the boat had been underwater for a while. So mm-hmm. um, I guess it depends on what you're looking to buy. If you're looking for a little fishing boat or something with an outboard, you know, it, you can have it checked out, make sure compression is good. If you're looking for an I.O. or a liveaboard, there's no way I, I'd be wanting to do that because you could have a lot of damage and 
that's that could just go unseen, bad. right? And uh, you get in that, and the next thing you know, you go down to this rabbit, go down that rabbit hole of all these hidden things that you're like, oh crap, I got to buy one of these, I got to get one of those. They don't make the parts for this one anymore. I totally understand that, Mike the Mariner. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, the thing to be careful about, especially on larger vessels that are uh, U.S. Coast Guard documented, instead of having a title, you know, a car. If a car's been totaled and then rebuilt, it gets a rebuilt title. Right. Boats don't work. Boats don't work that yeah, way. Yeah, so it, it just really, if, if you are looking at a vessel um, that may or may not have been in an area affected by a storm like that, it just underscores the importance of a really, really good survey. Right. Uh, no, well, and process. we did point that out last week for sure. And, Rusty, I just wonder, though, I mean, it, say, for instance, you open up the hatch and you don't see that water line because the guy was savvy enough to clean that off. <laughs> I mean, is uh, do your inspectors there at the dealerships when they're doing trade-ins, they, they go pretty pretty fine-tuned through a, a boat like that and can tell whether or not this thing's been underwater or or could that actually be hidden uh, in a deal like that, I don't know. No, it, it, could, it could definitely be hidden. You yeah. know, uh, th- there's no question. We don't usually take the time to go into that detail. If we do a compression check, you know, everything's running and looks out. You know, we we roll the dice and and take it, make uh, a deal from that standpoint. Right, right. But and you, you probably don't find too many people are trying to pull the wool over your eyes anyway. Uh, just a few shysters here and there that you got to yeah. be on the lookout for. But most people probably don't even realize it. I'm guessing, uh, you know, if they have a boat uh, or they would tell you like, yeah, it had some hurricane damage. I want to trade in this boat and get something new. Sure. And you just put it through the paces and figure, yeah, you probably can make this work or, or whatever. And you make that judgment accordingly, I assume. I do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So will there be a glutton of uh, used boats uh, on the, you know, on the horizon? Do you see that coming as far as trade-ins and things? Are you prepared for that or you're not really, you'll just take it as it comes? I don't think where we are, we'll get a, a big influx of it. Uh, South Florida is going to ha- have, you know, all kinds of stuff going on, I'm sure, just from the standpoint. You know, when they total the boat out, it goes to the insurance. They have to, you know, hopefully they destroy the boat once it's totaled or yeah. recycle it or something. Right. Um, well, and then they'll get a big people. check and come to you and like, all right, uh, Rusty, what do you got? What can you sell me? Is that what you're uh, bracing for right now, maybe? At that point, yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're definitely going to be, you know, we'll be a little more diligent looking for that, where the boat came from, kind of the history of the boat, as much as we can get. Right. Um, and we had a lot more of that with Ian, you know, before, because there was boats that literally, just like it did in South Florida, that were in people's backyards. You had to get cranes to get them out, you know, mm-hmm. those sort of things. Yeah. So I know what South Florida's fixing to deal with, and that that's not going to be pretty because there's going to be, People are going to find boats where they shouldn't be. And then you're going to have this huge derelict vessel problem. Right. Of people who lost boats that are just out there and nobody will get them. And it's going to be, that'll be an issue. Yeah. But what about just uh, taking the insurance check from them? Like, hey, you want to put this towards a new boat? Are you going to be able to satisfy that demand over the next few weeks? Uh, Because it might increase even more. And it's already been backlogged with all the manufacturers, hasn't it? You, you know, it has, but it's changing pretty quick. So, yes, yeah. we would be able to um, – we got a boat show actually coming up this weekend, and I was talking to Daniel, my partner, the other day, and I go, well, how many boats do we actually have? You know, <laughs> wh- where are we at? We have 98. Oh, really? Wow. We do. Okay. All right. So you got so, quite a bit um, of stock right now. 
Is that was that higher than you expected it to be? Yeah, it was a lot higher than I expected. We bought yeah. a lot of used boats during the pandemic. Uh, yeah. But I think there's a couple of things happening. We're getting a lot more boats than we used to. Now our reps are calling us going, you know, hey, we need another order. We need another order. And they're starting to pump out boats. Okay, well, they're finally catching up. All right, well, that's a good thing, uh, especially if demand keeps going because there's a lack of vessels available after the storms. All right, more coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast well i'm on the down easter alexa and i'm cruising through block island sound this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, that is me, along with uh, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, and Captain Rusty rounding out the crew. All right, so uh, Rusty has three different boat dealerships and uh, trying to manage things. Uh, he has stock to sell right now, which is a little higher than he expected when he talked to his uh, partner, as uh, he said. But but uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing because demand's still still pretty strong right now, isn't it, Rusty? And maybe with the storm, you might even have more business over the next few weeks. People needing to replace their vessel with an insurance check. Are you looking forward to that, or you think that's going to be the case, or what's your prediction? My my prediction is demand's not going to be overly strong at the moment. Yeah, just because people will wait through the holidays. I mean, it really starts dying off Thanksgiving, Christmas. And then around January, February, they're going to start thinking about boating again. Really? I see. I would think I'd be just the different. Uh, I'd be just the opposite way of thinking. Like, hey, what's what's the best gift to, for Christmas? A new boat. Hello. <laughs> uh, for myself. <laughs> Maybe I'm alone well, I, there. I, I don't I, know. I, I think you should uh, explain that to the missus. Um, no, no. I'll never get it the, if I do that, oh, Barry. Come oh, okay. on. <laughs> what happened? I mean, you mentioned before the break that um they want you to place another order if you place another order and overstock where does that put you so it's it's going to put us in a place we haven't been in two years right and and with our next load of pontoons we're going to have 60 62 barletta pontoons that's just one brand we have two pontoons so a lot of boats so mm. i saw these numbers this morning which which i think will explain a lot new pontoon sales in general are down 13 percent year to date compared to 2021 mm. right and that's three percent above the pre-pandemic level so it's still okay. a little bit higher but less than last year uh unit sales for wake sport boats is down 11 percent uh new yacht sales is about uh, the same even though it's still a little bit above pre-pandemic levels. And so what has happened over the last couple of years and what's going to happen, there was a period of time, and y'all know this, we talked about it, to where if you wanted a boat, you came in, I told you how much the boat was. And you're like, ah! what color or yeah, how much, right? right? You bought the boat. Yeah, after their jaw hit the ground. <laughs> Absolutely. And boat prices have gone up, you know, 40, 50% over three or four years. I mean, crazy numbers. Right. Our salespeople have gotten lazy. Hmm. 
our boat manufacturers have gotten uh, greedy, I, I, I would say, and I'm glad pa- Captain Patrick's not here, but <laughs> raised prices and they're, they're building more plants, you yeah. know, and I get it, supply chain. I, I know why it had to go up. Our salespeople are not used to selling boats anymore. They're used to just taking, you know, being a cashier. Right. And so our salespeople aren't going to be as good or sharp. Our prices are going to be too high, and we have to reinvent how we're going to face the consumer or the customer and the boating industry in the coming years. And it's going to be a little painful, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Okay, so this sounds more like an overall economy issue for you uh, that it you're is. taking it from. Because, you know, all the predictions are things are slowing down a little bit, and, yep. you know, we may be in a, a down you know cycle right now, which means people might have less you know, money to spend on luxury items, you know, with inflation and all that kind of stuff. But I, I still wonder, though, if, uh, you know, the storm might have, you know, might help a little bit for you guys in the next year or so, just because, you know, all the boats that were lost and they'll, sure. if they get an insurance claim and they got a money in their pocket, like, hey, I need to replace my boat, uh, that might be a little shot in the arm that'll help. I mean, that's not the way you want to benefit, but it might, it might tie you over for a little bit. I, I, you, you think there's a chance of that, Rusty, or no? I, I think I think there is a chance of that. I don't know how long it's going to take them to process the insurance claims, get the checks. I, I yeah. figure it's going to be a, a long, drawn-out process for South Florida. but um, And it, it can have a little bit of an effect. The, the main issue for us is the boat dealers that – will need to sell the boats are in South Florida, you yeah. know, so that's the ones they're going to sell them. So it won't affect us as much. I do think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens at the Fort Lauderdale boat show um, coming up in a couple of weeks. Cause I, I had some friends when I went to the Bahamas a while back and they lost a big boat in the hurricane. He was saying that he's going to Fort Lauderdale to look for a boat. You know, yeah. he's, he's, he lost his boat. He's got the insurance money. He's going shopping. So this will be an interesting time to see, how this boat show plays out in yeah. and Miami. Well, we're just a week or two away. What do you think, Barry? Um, I think that you're going to find some people are going to take that money and use it for other purposes. Maybe they have damage to their house that they have to work on, or they may have been new to boating. Cause I saw a lot of these dry lift areas where they had new, they look like brand new boats that got demolished. So imagine if you got into boating the last year or two, and maybe it's waning down a little bit for you, and this was your way to get out of it and maybe get some money out of it. They may just leave it. Well, I'm sure. They're, like any uh, situation like that, situation. you're going to have some people that will cash out for sure. But you right. have a lot of people down there on the coast where that's just part of the lifestyle. You're well, down there in Fort part, Myers, yeah, you, if it's, you, yeah, you have a if boat. If it's something yeah. that, that they've been doing for a long time, yes. Mm-hmm. But there is a bowl of people that are going to always take boating over everything else and then there's everyone else and i think what's happened is is that the everyone else has came in during the COVID thing uh and that's why you saw so many sales and i think a lot of that is going to slow down as as rusty said i think that now that manufacturers are building all these boats now and they want to keep things moving along rusty's going to be put in a hard spot here to try to sell these boats or try to sell the whole uh, boating lifestyle in order for people to continue to buy well maybe i i think yeah, there are still a few uh techniques you could use uh you know Thumb i've always screws, felt water, water well boarding. the hurricane is just uh, <laughs> another perfect example of why you really need a liveaboard vessel like mike the mariner has because if True. you lose your home you gotta 
You got you home got number two. You can live on. Right. right. You just take right. it out of the storm's way, and at least you got a place to go. It has its own generator, whole thing. You got an escape route on a boat, and not not to mention the zombie apocalypse. Yes, they've done uh, that already. You know, <laughs> right? The zombies can't swim. We've pointed, uh, pointed no, that out. They walk under times. the water, right? But they can't get to you on, when you're on their boat. I've watched the, every episode of The Walking Dead. I know this to be fact. So, I mean, you could use that uh, sales technique. Do you have any in mind? Uh, Rusty, that that you need to inform your guys on, like, hey, we need to take this angle. Or are you still kind of processing that right now to figure it out? Still kind of processing it. You know, I'm not sure what angle we're going to take. We're, we are going to send everybody back to sales training. Yeah, and just you know, remember the basics, following up with the customer. You right. know, selling the lifestyle, those sort of things. Um, I, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. I think. I think it'll get back to what it was supposed to be and how we used to sell boats and how you ha- had the experience. It was so much, so fast. And as Barry was saying, we had so many new boaters that you really couldn't take care of them. Yeah. You know, you, you couldn't give them the time and the effort that I really felt like they deserved. Uh, you were just getting boats on the water and people on the water. And I, I'm hoping it'll come back to really more of a, a sustained lifestyle over time and not this frenzy of boating. Yeah. Well, yeah. During COVID, you know, things heated up in the boating industry for sure, probably overheated. And now yeah. we're on a little bit of a dip, and now we have the economy that might be cooling off too. That's going to make could make things even more difficult. But uh, hopefully, we you know it won't be that bad. We just there's no way to predict the future in that regard. But if people have less money to spend, it 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 could potentially hurt the the boating uh, sales in general. And you know because if you think you have less money to work with because of inflation or God knows what else, yeah, you're going to be less you know, enthusiastic about blowing a bunch of money on a new vessel. So, they, I mean, sure. that's just one of those things you got to you gotta figure out or figure into the mix. And, and like you said, maybe it'll cool off just enough where we can service someone just a little bit better. Absolutely. Where they have a better experience overall. I, I think that's a good, uh, that's a pretty good uh, way to look at it. And, uh, and, you know, that's why he's been so successful so far. And look at him. He's wearing a suit. <laughs> and uh, I remember he showed up. It was 50-50 whether he had a shirt on. You know, right. and look at him now. <laughs> long God John's. And, uh, not Long John's. Farmer yeah, the John's website <laughs> for uh, Rusty's website, Jacksonville Marine, right? Yeah. What are the other two? Blue Water Marine. Yep. And then Park Avenue Marine. There you go. All right. Check them out. Rusty's your guy. And on that yep. note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is, life better, is better as, as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.